Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about the presence of Adonai, so stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome all to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 26th of July. This is the last week of July, and man, it has, for me at least, flown by. Um, Today we're going to talk about the presence of Adonai, but before we do, I actually am going to kind of do a plug-in, which um, was not requested of me. It's just something that I get every single week in my email. Previously, when I homeschooled my children, what curriculum we used was called Homeschooling Torah. And they continue to send me emails, and I actually really appreciate it because they send me a little something about the Torah portions every single week. And we're not actually discussing the Torah portion this week, um, per se, but I am going to just let you know that the Torah portion for this week is called Ikev. And you're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12, to chapter 11, verses 25. And then the half Torah portion is Isaiah 49, 14 to chapter 51, 3. And then the gospel portion is Matthew 16, 13 to 20. And I just wanted to read to you real quick what they sent me about um, the Torah portion to maybe kind of encourage you to go look for it yourself and spend time this week actually delving into the word and into the Torah portion. And this is what the email says. Hopefully, um, they're totally cool with me plugging them in. They don't know me from Adam, so um, hopefully they're okay with it. It says, Shavuot Tov. This week's Torah portion is a kev, which means consequence. It seems as if our culture has forgotten that sin has consequences. For thousands of years, Adonai has sent his prophets to warn all nations of his coming judgment. In this week's reading, we learn that Adonai disciplines his peoples as a man disciplines his son. Sons don't like discipline much. They cry. Most parents hear that crying and stop disciplining. However, Adonai knows that if we follow other gods and worship them, we will be destroyed. He warns us repeatedly, testing us, humbling us, calling us so that we will not die. His love for us is great. In addition, it is not our own righteousness that saves us. It never is. Rather, in keeping with the covenant he made with Abraham, Adonai himself came down to earth as a man, walked in perfect righteousness, then suffered in our place, taking our consequences upon himself that we might live. What should be our response? Obey him, love him, serve him only, teach his ways to our children. And when we do, the consequence is a great blessing poured out in abundance of our lives. And that was written by Anne, who is the uh, facilitator for Homeschooling Torah. So I thank you, Anne, for sending me that email. I actually do read it. And um, hopefully you're just blessed by that. It's kind of a little shortened version of what um, the tour portion is of this week. But I want to go ahead and delve into the presence of Adonai. And I could go about this a few different ways, but um, as you know, every single week, I'm always praying and asking the Lord to really just reveal to me, like, what is it that you want me to talk about in this upcoming podcast? And um, this past week has been really difficult for me, um, especially the beginning of the week, um, having excruciating pain and, um, in my stomach and just, it's not good. Thankfully, you know, I was able to talk to a gastroenterologist and 
they're actually going to schedule me for a CT scan. So keep that in your prayers so that, um, hopefully that'll, you know, it'll reveal something of what's going on with my body. Um, I was talking to my aunt Carla this week. Um, she blessed me with a phone call, um, which is not normal. I do not normally talk to my aunt Carla that often. Um, I was able, I was blessed to see her a few months ago when I visited my family in California and she was there as well. But, um, she really just kind of blessed me with, um, encouraging me to continue with the podcast because, um, as most of you know, I have, this is not the first time I've mentioned it. Uh, this is not my comfort zone. This is not something that I want to do in my own power. Uh, this is not something my flesh has any desire, uh, to do. I have zero interest in doing a podcast, but with God, all things are possible. And I believe in following and doing what God has called you to do, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you feel. So that's why I'm here. Um, but while this was happening, she was encouraging me and saying, you know, Eric, even with all your, um, I think she called it infirmities, um, with my body, it, it gives me insight where if I hadn't had those infirmities, I wouldn't have that insight. And so I think for everything, it was a really good, you know, reminder that in everything, no matter what you're struggling with or what you're having to deal with, we may not understand it in the moment. But God has a plan and there's a reason for it. So just want to encourage you with that. But talking about the presence of Adonai, I went to the beach with my children, I believe on Thursday. And um, I, I had resolved on Wednesday, no matter how I was feeling the next day, I was going to the beach. Um, because we have not gone to the beach since the 4th of July. And the beach is my happy place. And I went there and I, I let my best friend, Nicole, know I don't get to see her very often either. And she's got a bunch of kids too. And um, she was able to come. She had brought some of her friends. And initially when I got there, they'd already been there for about an hour. So they were talking. And so I was kind of just hanging out with my family. Um, I was able to bring three out of four of my children and my husband because he's retired. And we were having fun. And I was sitting there trying to listen to what they were talking about. Um, they weren't exactly... Um, including me, which was fine. I honestly was not offended by that, but um, they were talking about the TV show, The Chosen, based on what I heard. Um, I have seen about three episodes of it. It seems like a really uh, good show. I, I guess they were discussing about how much they really enjoyed it and how, um, I guess some churches were afraid that the chosen was gonna, the TV show was going to be replaced, replacing the Bible. But then I guess like the U version Bible app, which is something that I use, um, they had had an influx of, um, hits one night and they thought that there was a glitch, but it turned out that the TV show had mentioned a name and a lot of the people who had watched it went over to the U version app trying to find this person they were talking about. So it ended up working out well. That being to say, they were talking about The Chosen and how much they enjoyed it. And they were so glad that it wasn't ending on Yeshua's crucifixion. And they were saying, you know, and that's, you know, I really appreciate that. And also because I really just enjoy the character and the characters. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm just mishearing this because we're at a beach. But it sounded a lot like, you know, something that we tend to fall into. We're talking about characters and I'm thinking... Yes, the TV show does have characters, but they are representing real life, what what actually happened. And it reminded me, and it was kind of a check in my own spirit, how often we 
look and speak about God as if he's not with us. We speak more as if it's a religion we follow and not a relationship. And that gave me pause and kind of was like, whoa, how often do I do that? And of course, typically a lot of times when these things happen, you all know the karaoke machine in my head starts playing and um, I could I actually had to look it up today because I couldn't remember the song, but I remember my favorite part of the song that I absolutely adore and it, I've always loved. And I knew it was Jesus Culture by, um, and it was Kim Walker Smith singing uh, Chris Quaylala is also in the song. Hopefully I didn't just butcher his name. Um, and the song is actually called You Won't Relent because I did look it up today. But this part that, that she sings and it's so heartfelt when you're listening to her singing, it says, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you. I want to sing right to you. And that particular verse resonates so much with me because it's such a great reminder to myself, but also to others. You know, I don't want to talk about Yeshua like he's not right here with me. He's not right here in, in, in the midst. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, guess what? He's with you. And it was funny because, um, because I'd had that reminder on Friday, um, this, the girl Lane, who's, who's staying with us, he's no, she's no longer dating my son, but she's staying with us. Um, she had a friend over from work and she was going to come over for Shabbat dinner. And I said, are you sure, you know, you want to invite her to that just because I don't want to scare her off. Um, we'd love to have her, but I know it can be a, a bit much, especially for those who are not, um, religious and never really have been. And I kind of had a conversation with this girl when she came over and I said, you know, she's like, yeah, I've never really been religious. My family's never been religious. You know, my mom was a Christian and then she was a Catholic and then she was, and I was like, well, just to be fair, some Catholics, you know, do actually consider themselves Christian, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but the point, she's like, I just wasn't, I'm never really religious. And I was like, okay. I was like, just so you know, we're not religious either. And that kind of, it was funny because I saw her kind of like start. Uh, you know, step back and be like, what? And I'm like, we're not religious either. We're actually more about relationship. We believe in having a relationship with our creator. And um, I may have scared her off because they ended up not staying for dinner. But <laughs> I really felt what I said was right. It was funny because Lane, the girl who's staying with us, she's like, you never said that to me before. And I was like, well, I've been thinking about it a lot. And that's really what it is. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And that's what it should be. She's like, all right. Well, thank you for, for clarifying that. Like, you're welcome. But um, it was a reminder of my own life. You know, this girl's been living with us and she never made the connection. She lived with us for like six, six or seven, eight months. She never made the connection that what we do is not a religion. It's a relationship. And so I think from now on, I definitely need to be more clear. And even in my own walk, like, Lord, this is not a religion for me. This is not a bunch of rules and regulations that I'm following. This is me having and choosing to follow you in everything that you have called us to do. It's We don't have to do these things. We get to do these things. And we get to do these things because we're in relationship with you and because you love us. And because you love us, you've shown us this is what I have for you. And this is the best way to have um, uh, the best life you could possibly have. And... 
we just need to stop talking about Yeshua, Adonai, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, like they are religion instead of that they are our Redeemer, our healer, the lovers of our souls, that we are in relationship with them, not religion. And it was just such a great reminder and something that I'm, I'm really, really striving hard to keep my focus on because it's so easy for us, um, especially in the Western culture. We have so many distractions. And I think that in this day and age, that's one of Satan's greatest tools to simply distract us. It doesn't even have to be bad distractions. It could be distractions when it comes to your spouse, your loved ones, your children, your job. So they're not bad things, but when it takes your focus off of Adonai and takes you out of his presence, you lose that relationship, that that connection that we as human beings are all longing for. And um, I was talking to, I think it was my husband. I'm not 100% sure. I have not been 100% with it this week. But um, in my teenage years, before I fell away and decided to do my own thing, um, I was an adamant reader. My favorite book of the Bible was Revelation. And I wanted to be one of the four living creatures that are at the throne of God. Um, I know for a lot of people, they look forward to when they die, like, seeing who's in heaven, meeting all these great people, seeing who their loved ones are. And maybe it's callous of me, but I don't care. Like if they're there, praise God. And you know what? I, I, I'm sure at some point I will care about that. Maybe when I'm in heaven, but my focus has always been, and my greatest desire has always been when I die and get to heaven to be able to kneel and worship at the foot of Adonai and say, Kadosh, 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 Adonai, Elohei, Zavoot, Asher, Haya, Vehove, Veyavo. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts, who was and who is and who is to come. And that's what these four living creatures. They do not rest day or night and they chant that over and over to Adonai Zavot. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts who was and who is and who is to come. Now, obviously I recognize I cannot be one of those four living creatures. And the thought of it breaks my heart. You can hear me trying not to cry right now. That's how powerfully I feel about it. Just to be able to sit at his feet. And worship him forever. Now that may be just because I do have a worshiper's heart. But I also feel like that as believers... That should be our focus. That should be what we are striving for. What we are seeking. To be in the presence of Adonai. 
And I know it's judgmental of me, but I wonder, especially when it comes to other believers, and that is not their heart and what they long for. I wonder, have you truly felt the presence of Adonai? Because if you have, then you would constantly be striving to get back to that place. It is the most wonderful, most beautiful place that I have ever been. And I've only felt a fraction of it. And yet, so beautiful. So Lord, I just ask that you would just draw us in, draw us into your presence, Father. Fill us with your spirit, your Ruach HaKodesh, that we might, in drawing closer to you, would know you better, just as we know those who are we are in relationship with as human beings. We become closer to them by being in their presence. It's not a, I'm trying to look for the next great big miracle, great thing where miracles, signs, and wonders happen. Those things are amazing and they're a testament of the glory of God. But to be in his presence and to have the fullness of joy. You know, I was looking up just the presence or being in the presence of Adonai and um, there was a whole lot of verses, obviously, about it. But it was so interesting because the first few are all from Psalms. Psalms 114.7, it says, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. Psalm 68.9, The earth shook, the heavens reigned at the presence of God, the one of Sinai, at the presence of God, God of Israel. And this one, probably my favorite, Psalms 97.5, The mountains melt like wax at the presence of Adonai, at the presence of the Lord of all earth. Obviously, that, for those who don't know, that is one of my favorites, simply because there's a song that goes to it. Um, but it's all, it's interesting because the earth shook, the mountains trembles, the earth, you know, shakes. And if we were to truly be in his presence, we would die. That's how powerful the presence of the Lord is. Which is why when I do die, I look forward to being in that presence all the time. And my hope is that each and every one of you who are listening would also seek to be in his presence. To seek his face. To turn aside from the religion you may have inadvertently created around a creator of your own making instead of the creator of the universe. I myself have been guilty of this. But I pray that we would stop putting Adonai in a box and start putting ourselves in his presence. Now, as I do every single week, I leave you with the ironic benediction the first prayer of the Bible. You can find that in number six, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. 
in the name of Yeshua, Mashiach, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now may you have a blessed week. And I pray that I will see you again next week. Shavua Tov. Amen. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.